Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Say this with me. Tonight, I receive the Word of God to profit me and reproof me and convict me and instruct me to righteousness that I may become perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You just quoted 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. If you have your Bibles with me, with you, excuse me, if you have your Bibles with you, open them up with me to Philippians chapter 4. Have you found Philippians chapter 4, starting with verse 6? It starts out like this, be anxious for nothing. Actually, the uh, King James says, be careful for nothing, but in everything. So it tells us how, how not to be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true and whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's virtue, other words, that means does it add strength to you, does it encourage you? If there's anything that honors God, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So the word anxious here means to be careful, but it also means this. This is one of the things that I want us to really get hold of, but one of the words for this word careful or anxious means uh, delayed, delayed, okay, something that is delayed, all right? And so what happens so many times when we believe God for certain things and it doesn't happen in our time schedule? What really happens? You know, we start caring about that. We start wondering, well, why hasn't this happened the way that God says it's going to happen? You know, I can't promise you, you know, when we had that word divine reversals, I can't promise you the very thing that you lost is going to be restored, but I can tell you that God will restore you to the point that you will never, you'll, you'll think, wow, I never knew it could be this good. You know, and this is the way God works. God works that way. He restores, he, he repays all is God's plan, you know. And so the key is that if we can get to the place where we don't put a time limit on God, you know, the Lord uh, kind of corrected me, you know, here uh, just these last couple of days. And I said, well, you know, by this time, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to make a decision to do this. And I, and, and I heard in my spirit, you know, the Lord just said, well, you know, uh, will, will you be willing to stand no matter what it takes? Will you be willing to stand forever? And I realized that, you know, no, I, I had a timetable on this thing, you know. And, uh, you know, and then I realized that if I'm willing to stand forever, I'll probably see it manifest a lot quicker. Amen. In other words, when I'm willing to stand, why am I willing to stand? Because I know it's going to happen. Why am I willing to stand? Because I know it's going to happen. I know that I know that I know. I don't have to put a time label on, on God. I don't have to worry about delays. I don't have to worry about when it's going to come, how it's going to come. I don't have to worry about who it might come through. I just know God's going to do it. I know God's going to do something special for me. I know God's going to, I'm going to see the highest level attainable. I'm going to see the maximum results in my life. I know I'm going to see these things. But you know, with what's going on in the world today, and it doesn't take much for most of us to know that Israel uh, was, you know, just absolutely 
uh, obliterated by, not people, but by just heathens. You can't call them people, the things that they did to, to these people. You know, and anybody who can support this, you know, is no different than supporting Hitler and Nazis. And that's just the real truth. You say, well, that's pretty hard, Pastor. That's the truth. That some of the things that went on, we had a conference call today with Ariel Lightfoot. He was the um, uh, assistant to the ambassador to Israel from here from America when they moved the embassy to Jerusalem. And uh, he is a, an American Israeli. He's over in Israel right now. He said, me and my family, we're not coming back to America right now. We're staying with our Jewish friends. But some of the things he told us, the news hasn't even come close to sharing the devastating massacre that they did to people and the unthinkable things that they did to people. And that's not, that's not humanistic. That's not human. I mean, they don't deserve to be even called humans. And so anybody who would think that Israel deserves that, no, no, no civilian, regardless of, of faith, regardless of, of where they've come from, you know, no one deserves uh, that type of treatment. And so, you know, well, a lot of times people go, well, what's happening in, in Israel, you know, and, and what's going on in the United States? And there's reports out there about, you know, some things could happen here in the United States. But, you know, we've got to give that care to God. You know, I choose to believe that we are those of the household of faith. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. You know, but we need to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, even when it goes to, you know, when, even when it comes to, you know, going to public places. Is this the time? Is, should I be going here? Should I, should I wait? You know, if God says, hey, turn down this street, and you really feel that way, then turn down that street. You may be missing, you know, missing something there or going a different direction. Just ask God every day to be led by the Spirit of God. But, you know, some of these things that are going on, we have to give those cares to the Lord. You know, we, we just can't hold on to those cares. We can't think about, well, what, what if this happens? You know, the greatest thing that could ever happen to me is for me to get killed and go be with Jesus, you know? And uh, my wife doesn't like that thought, you know? But, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, give it your best shot. You know, what's, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me? You know, no, the worst, it's not that, it's, for me to go on to be with the Lord, it's not the worst thing for me. I know it's the worst thing for you, but it's not for me. I mean, in all reality, that's really the truth, you know. But I'm not done yet. I haven't finished my course. That work that God started, he's well able to complete, and I'm going to see it to the, to the finished work, you know, all the way through. That's, that's my steadfastness. That's my commitment to the Lord. And, of course, you know, we got that word last year, now I know, which told Vicki and I, God is telling us he knows, and if he knows, then we know. Amen. You know, and this is what we have to understand. You know, sometimes we think, well, does God really want to, well, I, now I know. You say, well, pastor, that was for you. No, it's for you. It was for all of us. It was for the people in this, this congregation. God said, I know your faithfulness, and because I know, you need to know that I know so you can know that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make things happen that nobody else is going to experience because the favor of God's on your life. You know, like Hezer said, you know, who, who goes, you know, and immigration's hard. I mean, it's real hard. 
You know, but who goes and they tell you 18 months and in three, three to four months, now he's a citizen of the United States. That's nothing but the favor of God. You know, now, would that have happened if he went to another church? No, absolutely not. Because the favor of God's on this house. Come on, somebody. Maybe it could have happened. But we have favor here, and we know that. And we need to know that, that God is happy with us. He's pleased with us. He has a plan for us. And we need to prepare to see that plan unfold, that, that, that goodness of God uh, to just baptize us and overtake us in his goodness. But, you know, how do we be anxious for nothing? Well, first of all, with prayer and with supplication. You know, the Bible says this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, that we have this confidence. We, you know, confidence should be a, a place where you know that you know that you know that you know that you know, hey, this is going to happen. We have this confidence. If we pray anything according to his will, that he hears us. But then it goes on, it says, okay, yeah, I know God hears me. But it says, and if we know he hears us, then we have. See, you know, I, I think if I were God, I'd get a little frustrated because some people undo some things that he starts doing for you. It'd be like going to, you know, your mom and dad and saying, you know, hey, you know, uh, I'm turning 64 this next year. I'd like to have a party for my birthday. And uh, your mom and dad go, well, sure, we'll, we'll throw a party for you. Really? Yeah, well, I'd like to have, you know, a German chocolate cake, my favorite. And I'd like to have, you know, uh, all my friends come. And, and uh, you know, I'd you know, like to do something special with all of them and just, just have a great time, you know. Okay, we're going to invite them all, you know, and they get by all the invitations, you know. And, 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 and my wife makes this wonderful German chocolate cake, you know. And she's such an awesome baker. And, uh, you know, I have to be careful because I might gain a little too much weight if I eat all her good cooking. But anyway, so anyway, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, about a, a day or two, I go, oh, I, 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 yeah, I'm not sure I, I should get all that, you know. But they've already got it in motion, you know. And see, this is what you have to understand. When you pray according to the will of God, he hears you. If he hears you, he's put it in motion. And so what is it going to stop that thing from happening is that, you know, you wondering, well, when, when's it ever going to happen? How's it ever? You don't have to worry about it. Quit, quit being so concerned about it. Don't let that care consume you. You've got to give that care to the Lord. Because, you know, God's got this thing in motion. And so why does it say, you know, with all supplications and or thanksgiving? It means, you know, if you really believe that, then you're going to be thanking him for it in advance before you ever see it manifest. Thank you, God. You've heard me. Hallelujah. You heard me. Glory to God. I prayed your will. When I pray your word, I pray your will. Hallelujah. That's why I'll, I often say I'll never be sick another day in my life. Did you know that a famous uh, uh, minister stole my line that I'll never be sick another day in my life? Yeah, we were down at Billy Brim's, and would you believe that Brother Copeland stole my line? And he's saying I'll never be sick another day in my life. You know, but you know, that encourages me because he's listening to my messages and probably <laughs> preaching most of them. You know, now you know where he gets his material from. But, you know, I've been saying that I'll never be sick another day in my life. And God's kept us well and healthy, you know, and, and, and we're so thankful for that. But that's the will of God for you not to be sick. 
I mean, whose likeness are you in? Come on, help me with this. Whose likeness are you in? Whose likeness were you created in? Does God say, you know, hey, everybody, I need a break. I got a headache. God doesn't even have an ingrown toenail. I mean, everything's perfect in God. And you're created in his likeness. So why would you ever be sick if you're creating his likeness? And the Bible says when you draw nigh unto God, God draws nigh unto you. What does that mean? The closer you get to God, the more you become like God. And the more you become like God, the more you get closer to God, the more the devil flees and the more the things that the devil's created, like sickness, has to leave. It can't stand being in your presence. Thank God. And so when we get hold of these things, we can cast these cares, not be care, you know, be careful for nothing, be anxious for nothing. Don't let these things concern you. Well, what if? Well, what if? Well, you know what? What if God just decides to turn this thing around for you in a day? God's done it before. He can do it again. Come on, somebody. Give me a big amen in this house. All right? So we, we do that. How do we be, not be anxious? By being thankful and letting our request be made known to God. I was praying today and just telling the Lord how much I love him. And I said, you know, God... It, 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 you, you're, you're such a big God, you know, and, 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 and all of a sudden I had this flashback of my own father, and uh, I remember, you know, it, it just took a lot of courage for some reason for me to tell my father when I heard, hit a certain age that I loved him, so I told my dad I loved him, you know, and he told me he loved me back, and then I said, will you buy me a motorcycle? <laughs> he said, yeah, I'll buy you a motorcycle, you know, whoa, wow, you know, we, we, we bought a motorcycle that day. He bought me a motorcycle that day. And I thought, well, how good was that? So cool. My dad bought me a motorcycle. You know, all my friends had a motorcycle. He wanted me to feel good about myself, so he bought me a motorcycle. And then I realized, how much greater does my own, my heavenly father love me? You know, I mean, you know, God, God's not interested in buying me a motorcycle. He's interested in giving me a motorcycle dealership. Where I can own all of them. I don't know why I don't drive them anymore. I don't want even want to drive them anymore. I know that that's a cardinal sin for some of my friends. But, you know, in all honesty, I, I, I will, really probably wouldn't drive a motorcycle that much. But nevertheless, my point is that if my dad, you know, loved me, that he wanted me to, you know, have a, a, a motorcycle, how much more does my Heavenly Father want me to have? Now I know. How much more does God, you know... You know, my dad always wanted me, I mean, he wanted me to be the best basketball player I could be, you know. He, he really wanted me to succeed in life. I knew that about my dad. My dad would always tell me, don't let anybody ever tell you you can't be good, you're not good enough. Don't ever let anybody tell you that. But my, if my natural dad told me that, you know, and, and I knew that was true about him, how much more does my heavenly father want for me? You know, I, I, I can... I can almost, I can almost guarantee when I was growing up, if I did something wrong, I could go home and my dad would still back me. I could almost guarantee that, even when I was wrong. And then he'd come home and tell me, now, son, you did this wrong, okay, and you need to straighten that out. Okay, I will. You know, but I can almost guarantee that if I got in trouble, he'd get me out of trouble. Well, how much more does our Heavenly Father and so why do we have cares? The reason we have cares is because we're not really sure this is going to happen the way God said it's going to happen. But it is. And how, does that ha how do we get to that place? By beginning to thank God and, and, and thanking God. You know, 
And, 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 and many of you know this, you know, I, and, and I even prayed it again, you know, yesterday or today. But I said, Lord, I said, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I feel sorry for the person who needs to write the work order to have Bonfim Church Road paved because they're not getting any sleep. You say, how do you know they're not getting any sleep? Because I've released the angels of God to keep them awake until they sign that work order. I mean, they're miserable people. Whoever it is, they're miserable. They're trying to figure out why, why you know, they, they, I'm sure they've been to the doctor a couple times. I'm just not sleeping. You know, and the doctor said, well, have you got Bomb Femme Church Road paved yet? <laughs> you know, no, they don't, they, they haven't figured it out yet. But as soon as they sign that work order, boy, they're going to get some good sleep. I have released the angels to make some things happen. Well, why hasn't it happened yet? Well, I don't know and I don't care. There you go. Don't knowing is one thing, but not caring is another thing. That keeps me free because it's going to happen. You know, I was talking to some of the workers on the road, and they said it'll never happen. I said, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. You know, you, you know. and uh, this one guy said, well, if they do that, you know, I won't have a job. I thought, well, bless your heart, they'll give you something else, you know, but you'll still have a job, you know, but they're going to pave it. It's going to get paved, you know, and, and, and so what am I doing? I'm not taking the care of it. I, you know, I don't like it necessarily you know i still scratch my head and can't figure out why boone county requires us to have a hard surface on the church when we have a gravel road coming up here that still doesn't make sense to me but you know i want this i want this paved road because i get tired of seeing all the gravel that comes off the road on the parking lot it just looks ugly out there i don't think it represents god well but i just thank him almost every day glory to god you know, bless that person's heart who has the authority to sign that work order. They're not getting much sleep. You know, well, Lord, let them get a couple hours of sleep tonight. Just help them a little bit. But begin to stir them up. I know God's working. I know God's working in you. I know I, 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 know I open up this service to make sure everybody got a seat in here. But you know what? I know I'm going to be opening up a service to make, up, make sure everybody's got a seat in here. I know that's going to happen. Well, you, how do you, well, have you looked around lately? No, I'm not looking at the circumstances. I'm looking at what the Word of God said. I got, we got a prophetic word in 2010. This place will be filled. Hallelujah. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Well, you know what? That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. You know, wouldn't that be something if my two-year-old, my, my grandson was two years old, you know, and, uh, you know, we told me he's going to be a, he, he made his first touchdown. And we were going to tell him, yeah, you're going to be a good football player, you know. And the next year he comes up to me three years old and goes, well, Big Papa hasn't happened yet. Well, there's a time of growth to go into that. Isn't that right? But it happened, you know. And this is the way we should be. We know we, we need to get this knowing that we know that we know. How are we to get that knowing on the inside? By thanking God that it's already done. You know, First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, according to his divine power, he's given you all things that pertain. He has given you all things that pertain to life and godly. It's been done. It's a done deal. You know, and so you need to begin to thank God. And the more you thank God, the less you really care about it. And so we, we, we cast all our cares upon him for he cares for us. And that's what 1 Peter chapter 5 says. It said, says this in verse 6. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. What does it mean to humble yourself? It means, you know what, God, this is bigger than me. I can't do it, but I'll let you do it. That's what it really means. I'm putting my trust in you, not my own strength, not my own ability, not by might, the Bible says, nor by my own power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm putting my faith in what my God can do. Not what I can do, but my faith in what my God can do. 
And that's what it means to humble myself. It means I'm giving God all the credit, and I'm telling God it has to be you to do these things. You know, I tell you what, there's a big vision in this house, you know, and we can't do it. We're believing God for a, a, an academy, you know, and when we first started, you know, the first academy that we had the architect draw up and everything, about $750,000. Well, just that building alone is already too small. We realize that. But, you know, we, in, in order for us to build an academy, we're looking at probably close to 5 or $6 million. I've never seen a million dollars in an offering yet. Huh? You've never written a million-dollar offering yet. But it doesn't mean you won't. doesn't mean it won't come in. doesn't mean it can't come in. You know, it's, I, I, I can't make it happen. I can't work enough jobs. I can't, you know... I can't get enough degrees to make that kind of money, you know. I mean, it's just, you know, but God, he can do it, you know. So I'm just going to humble myself and say, it's not about me, God. It's about you. I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll tell you what, God, instead of building a $5 million academy, I'll let you build a $20 million academy. How's that? Anything too hard for God? You know, think big, you know, and this is how we humble ourselves is by knowing that it's going to take God to do certain things and allow him to do that under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt or that he may bring to pass. That's what the word exalt there leads you to. It leads you to believe that he'll bring it to pass. In other words, the things you've been believing for in due time are going to come to pass. Now, does that exalt you or does that encourage you? Does that strengthen your faith when you've been believing God for something and believing God for something and believing God for something? Then when it happens, doesn't that exalt you or encourage you? Sure it does. And so he wants to bring this in pass in due time so that it will encourage you to know that God is a good God and he is faithful to watch over his word to perform it. That's why it's so important that we allow God to do these things and give our care to him, that he may exalt you in due time. And, and casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. What that really means, and this is uh, Tom Luther's translation, and uh, this is the only scripture I've ever translated this way, so, you know, hey. Uh, but it really means, you know what? God's already taken care of it. He's already taken care of it. And, you know, you would, you would, listen, there was a time I would be satisfied with a smaller academy but I'm not anymore. I'd been satisfied with that. But you know, I had to give the care of the God and he's already taken care of it and he's telling me it's, it's too small, Tom. It's too small. I'm going to help you. I'm going to bring in $15 million to do this thing. Amen. You know, the, the state of the art, you know, school. Why can't God's kids, why can't, the, why can't Christian schools have the best? Hmm. We can because we serve a good God. You know, we were at uh, Ben's baseball game last year, and, and I went in, and, and I thought I was in a, I'm telling you, I thought I was, we were in a college uh, baseball stadium. I mean, AstroTurf, I mean, state-of-the-art stands. This is a Christian school. I'm going, my gosh, look what God's done for these people. This is so awesome. It just increased my faith. I didn't go, well, bless God. I, they must have a couple good givers in their church. No, I didn't do that. Bless God. God can do it for them. He can do it for us. Why can't you have the best? Why can't God do the best? Let God do the best. 
And so when it says, you know, cast all your cares on him for he's already taken care of it, this is one of the things that anxiousness does or taking the care. It shrinks our expectancy or it gets us to a place where we settle for status quo. Now, you know, Vicki and I are blessed, you know. I mean, you know, we're, we're blessed. God blessed us, and we're thankful for that. But you know what? We, 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 we don't stay there. You know, we, we want to see God do more. You know, why do we want to see God do more so we can do more for God? That's really the ultimate uh, behind all that. So he cares for you, or he's already taken care of that. So what do you need to do? Be sober and vigilant, because your adversary... The devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he's trying to devour your dreams. He's trying to devour your expectancy. He's trying to devour those things that you're believing God for by screaming at you, this will never happen. You know, how many of you know that he's the father of lies? You know, I know when the devil's lying. Every time I hear his voice. You know, well, you know, and, and all of a sudden all, all these reasons why it can't happen. But I want to tell you, I want to give you all the reasons why it can't happen. Because he's a big God. It's not about me. You know, and he comes as a roaring lion trying to get you isolated. This is why it's important to get around people of faith. It's important to get around people who have seen some of these things happen. This is why it's important that we bring someone like Jerry Savelle, who's, who, who God's used in a great way. He's built hospitals over in Africa. I mean, God's used him in a great way. You know, he had a brand new Corvette given to him last year. You know, and God's no respecter of person. You know, is anybody hearing Corvette dealership in here? You're not hearing that? Well, you will soon because God wants you to buy me one. But anyway, so... No, I mean, you know, I mean, my, my point being is that this and that is, and, and that, that God wants, you know, we need to bring these guys in because if God can do it for him, he can do it for us. Yes, he's at a higher level, but how do he get there? Same way we get there, by not uh, taking the care of it and not letting the devil who walks around like a roaring lion talk us out of it. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by the brotherhood in the world. What does that mean? That means that we all have that same temptation to give in to the circumstances. We all do. We all have the same temptation to give in the circumstances. We all have the temptation. Well, you know, I mean, you know, you know things are good. And, you know, and, you know, we have food on the table. and We're so thankful for that. Yeah, I'm thankful for all those things. But you know what? I'm looking forward to doing much more and seeing much greater than where I'm at today. And, and the way we get there, again, is by looking to God and letting him take the cares of, well, why hasn't it happened? That's a care. You know, let God take care of it. God's bringing it to pass. If you prayed according to the will of God, he heard you. And this is what it says, whom he may be desired. But what do you do? You resist him steadfast in faith. How do you resist him? By being steadfast, believing, using your faith. It's going to happen. That's how you resist him. 
you know, the, you know, one of the things that you can do is you can be more persistent than the enemy. You know, eventually he's going to give up on you. He's going to quit telling you you can't. Eventually he's going to walk away from you, you know. And you need to get to that place where you go, I know my God is doing this. I know my God's working for me. Because all of us, the same, we, we deal with the same thing. We all deal with the same thing. Well, what if it doesn't happen this time? You know, well, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm going to expect it. But may the God of all grace. Who's this about? The God of all what? The God of all who? The God of all grace. What's grace? That's God's unmerited favor. In other words, God's ability to do this. May the God and his ability to do this. It's all about him again. Humbling myself. It's not about me. Can't do it. You know, if I could, I would. If I could, I would. If I had the money, I would write a check to build an academy or buy an academy or however we want to do it. If I had the money to do it, I would. But you know what? It's not up to me. It's up to him. It's up to him. It's up to his grace to do these things. And so it says here that may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, that after you have suffered a little while, what is that suffering? Waiting. You know, some of that suffering, you, you took too much, you, 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 you suffered unnecessarily because you took too much of the care. You let that care beat you up a little bit. Stop it. Don't let that care beat you up anymore. Who cares? Tell your neighbor, who cares? Tell your other neighbor, I really don't care. You know, uh, Tom Selleck did a movie uh, uh, in Australia, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I was trying to think of it earlier, but I think that might be it. I'm not sure. But anyway, but in one of the scenes at the very end, someone was like, well, don't you think? And he said to them, he said, you have no idea how much I really don't care. That's a good line. You just have no idea how much I really don't care. I really don't care. I, re I, 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 I really don't care. You have no idea how much I really don't care. You know? And, uh, you know, uh, it, you know and, and, and I think it was, you know, a lady or something like that. But basically he was saying, who gives a rip, lady? Who cares? I don't. And I'm not taking it. You have no idea. Why would I take your care? You know? And that's what it really is saying here. We need to give that care to the Lord who's called us uh, to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, that after you've suffered a little while, perfect, established, and strengthened, and settles you. What are you being, what's being done right now? What does James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4 says? Count it all joy when you fall in diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work. You being entire, wanting nothing. That's why the scripture says that with, concerning our Old Testament saints, it says, with faith and patience, they inherit the promises. Did Abraham receive all the promises? Absolutely he did. He saw all the promises. He saw God do something. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but you know, after um, Sarah died, he married again. He had more children. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that the woman that he married, most scholars believe it was Keturah, is that her name? The one who had Ishmael, okay, who had Ishmael, Hagar, but that her name was changed to Keturah, and they believe that some scholars believe that he he married her, had more children with her. Isn't that something? And so you know all these princes he was supposed to have, he had them. You know after 
After 100 years old, for 100 years he didn't have any children. I want to let you know that, you know, if I went 100 years and didn't have any children, I'd begin to think maybe I won't have any children. First of all, I think it'd be a great accomplishment just to live to 100. <laughs> but you know, 100 years old, not having any children, all of a sudden, bam, one day, thinking comes to me at 90 years old, and she said, honey, I'm pregnant. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Vicky doesn't have faith for that. I don't know why. Anyway, no, I understand. But you know, after 100 years, don't you think maybe some anxiety try to come in? Don't you think some cares try to, don't you think some things, don't you think he wondered? Don't you think he suffered a little bit? Now, God told me 25 years ago when it was a little more possible, you know, we were both a little younger, but, you know, no. But then all of a sudden, man, I tell you what, when he started having babies, he, I mean, he became a baby factory, didn't he? I mean, he had more babies. I tell you what, God just blessed him those next 57 years. He just increased and increased. But you know what? God had to perfect him. God had to perfect him and strengthen him and settle him and get him to the place where he knew that he knew that he knew that God was going to bring to pass those things which he said he was going to have. So cares create an attitude uh, that you want to settle sometimes with some things that you can't settle with. You know, well, if I'm, sometimes what I'm trying to say is that sometimes cares will, sometimes the past will cause you to have cares. Did you know that? Your past will cause you, well, if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that. You know what you need to tell, tell yourself about your past? Who cares? What about that person who offended you? What do you need to say about that person? Who cares? Who cares? See, this is how we give all our cares to the Lord is by being thankful to him that he, know, he heard us and if we know he's heard us, then we have those things which he says that we prayed. That's how we give those cares to God. Being vigilant, you know, being steadfast, not giving up, not changing our course, not changing our mind, not letting the, the, the voice of that roaring lion talk us out of it, but pressing in and saying, you know what? I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't care how he's going to do it. You know, God, I really don't care how you're going to do it. I really don't care. You know, I mean, the vision's bigger than one person. I don't know how he's going to do it. Maybe he's going to send 15 people and have us write $15 million checks. Maybe 15 of you are going to become millionaires overnight, and you're going to write a, a million-dollar check. You know, I, 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 really, I really don't care how he's going to do it, but it's going to have to be him who does it. You know, and that's where I'm settled at. That's where I'm, I'm victorious at because I don't have to do it because it's not about me doing his work. It's about me yielding to his spirit, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.